0: And that's what love can be. Love has no boundaries. And so I love Polly and the idea that we let each other grow because love has no boundaries.
1: Welcome to Normalizing Non Monogamy the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own.
2: Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy!
1: Welcome to episode 162. We're Finn and Emma, and this is the first episode, official episode, of the new year.
2: Well, not quite.
1: Well, okay, the first official interview of the new year. We did have a little blooper episode. Actually, not so little. It was a a really cool blooper episode that published on the first. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen.
2: definitely. A good time you get to hear about emma doing really embarrassing things
1: and you too nope.
2: and and other... I, hey i was not embarrassed at all
1: <laughs> and other people
2: people peepers lots of other peepers we're a little early for the <laughs> other... for the easter episode <laughs> and
1: other people who called in it's a compilation episode so it's super fun and go listen now, tonight, we have an interview with Tessa and Amir, and they are launching a new podcast in the end of January called The Open Nesters, and we're super excited to get this episode out there because they have a, a really beautiful
2: story. Yeah, it's a great conversation. It covers a lot of different things and, and sort of their journey of finding. You know, opening up their relationship, um, and their podcast is really about sort of the what they consider the act three of life, or in the time after your your children leave. And a lot of people refer to it as empty nesters, and they've sort of done a little play on that with open nesters. So it's um it's a really cool concept. It's a really great conversation, and we're excited to. Uh, have them on the show and, and give them a little little promotion from the old, sharing the love.
1: Yes, sharing exactly. The love. So, Share the love.
2: So, thanks uh, ahead of time, uh, Tessa and Amir, for coming on and sharing your story. We really appreciate it. And best of luck with your podcast.
1: And before we jump into
2: oh, the oh, well, well, sorry, I had a thought. What? If people want to find out more about them, they should go check out our show notes and there are yes, links. Yes, yes. You were a little angry until you saw where I went with <laughs> Head over to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, click on the podcast tab, and you'll see show notes for all of our guests, or go down into the show notes of your podcast player. There are links to the show notes for this episode, and you can find ways to contact them, check out their website, teasers, and more. Uh, I apologize for cutting you off, Emma. Carry on.
1: Before we jump into the episode, and by the way, it was that was a good reminder. So before we jump into the episode, we do have a couple of quick announcements as normal. Our next upcoming our next and upcoming meet and greet. Uh, (laughs) Kind of redundant there. The
2: Department of Redundancy (laughs) Department. Yep.
1: Our next meet and greet is January 16th, Saturday, and we're doing an afternoon event. So it's going to be at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, so that hopefully people in other time zones like Europe or Asia can join as well.
2: And therefore, it wouldn't be an afternoon time zone. It wouldn't be an afternoon event if you were in
1: all those work. other places, you're right.
2: But. <laughs> but it's afternoon for us, and uh, we're super excited about it. If you don't know what these are, we get everybody together on a Zoom call, and we have like a large group. We do some intros where we break people into smaller groups. We ask questions. I don't know. It's basically what you would imagine a speed meet and greet is, but we do it in Zoom. Yes. And it's a lot of fun, and we've been having about 50 couples or people or quads join. So uh, check it out and I think you'll have a great time. They're $10, they're open to everybody, and we would love to see you there.
1: To sign up, go to our website, normalizingnowmonogamy.com, and click on the meet and greet button at the top. We can't wait to see all of you there. Also, a huge shout out to our Patreon community. We have an amazing, growing community there, and we love all of you so much. Uh, We do have some Patreon calls coming up this month. The first is the women's group call. That's actually tonight, the 6th of January. If you happen to miss it, There'll be one in February. Don't worry. Uh, we also have a Ben's group call on the 19th and a Q&A on the 20th. So if you want more information about those and how to join, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and click on the Patreon button.
2: We're going to talk a little bit more about what Patreon is in the outro, but we're not going to dive into it here. We did, however, have some quick, exciting news from one of our favorite affiliates. Uh, stdcheck.com this is the website and service we use to get tested for stis and it is fantastic we love it it's amazing if you use the links on our website you do support the show so that's just a quick disclaimer there but emma how much did they drop the price by
1: they dropped it to 139 dollars they dropped it from 199 dollars, so they dropped it 60 dollars (laughs)
2: <laughs> that was some amazing math we just rolled out there. I
1: know you
2: weren't ready for it. You were like playing with the blanket, and then I was like, "Do some math, lady. I wasn't
3: paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, so you nailed it. it. They they dropped the price. Actually, that was the exciting news about it. Is uh, it's been one hundred and ninety nine dollars for years and years and years, and we uh, our listeners get ten dollars off, and now it's basically hundred and twenty nine dollars.
1: Yes. So,
2: so ooh, use same the link- timer. Use High the five. links
1: on our. Website.
2: Yeah, you can uh, find them in the show notes or in your podcast player. There's links directly there. Save yourself a couple bucks and thank you in advance for supporting the show.
1: Yes. And there's one more thing that we wanted to announce in this new January episode is we have a really exciting collaboration coming up with Catherine of Expansive Connection. You may remember her. She's been on episode 57 of the show as well as episode two of the Focus Fridays episodes, episode 1.2 and 1.10, if you want to check those out. But we are doing a new thing with her called... Power of Witness, where we've gathered four couples that have been on the show previously, and we're doing a, d- a deep dive into their relationships with Catherine. So,
2: well, it's basically it's a group counseling, mm-hmm. and so it's it's going to be five weeks. Yes, and for each couple basically gets a turn on, dive, the hot seat. on the hot seat, diving in, and then Catherine's basically coaching them, and then at the end, everybody gives each other feedback. I don't know, it was. It was an amazing experience. We we wrapped it up a couple weeks ago, and we're super, super excited to get it out to everybody. And uh, it is publishing. The first one will be next Friday.
1: The 15th of January. That's the first... Two actually will be dropping yep. that day, and then they'll be every Friday for the next f- four Fridays after that. But if you but want, wait,
2: there's more. If there's
1: more. If you want access to them right now, all of them, all of them, they're available for our Patreon members. So go ahead and sign up for Patreon on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and click on the Patreon button, and you'll have access to all of the Power of Witness new series. It's amazing. It's moving. It's I don't know. It's just incredible.
2: Plus all of the other awesome Patreon stuff.
1: Yeah, of course.
2: All right. We will stop blabbering at you and let's get into the episode with Tessa and Amir.
1: Let's go. Welcome to the show, Tessa and Amir. We're super excited that you reached out to us and wanted to come on and share your story. I think we like to start with having you both introduce yourself and tell the listeners a little bit about who each of you
0: are. Okay, so I'm Tessa and I am in my I'm 55 year old woman who has three adult children and is a, is a hugely experiential and experimental and curious person who loves mostly people but also the experiences that we can gain from opening our hearts and our minds and I'm a mindfulness educator as well as um, done a lot of work around sensuality and I've done a lot of work in education as well so I've been and doing and public speaking we've done a lot of collaboration together me and my husband and on um, projects that I'm an author as well so we, we had a publishing company so we've done a whole bunch of things that but me personally today mostly i'm just a woman who feels really good in her space and place in the world and really always excited about what's coming next Amazing. wonderful i love it
3: yeah and i'm on uh, um, antibiotics and uh, <laughs> drugs and painkillers uh, right after moment. my, uh, <laughs> my uh, oral surgery today exactly. so i can tell you a lot about me but uh A fact of the matter is that uh, I'm a a foreigner. I came here from overseas, and now I, um, after failing uh, medical school, anyway, I am um, now, uh, we reside on the East Coast, and I have uh, been a serial entrepreneur uh, all my life. I never worked for anybody. Well, except in a falafel stand one time. (laughs) Uh, But that doesn't count. Uh, The fact of the matter is that uh, I have always started businesses. I have failed miserably in many and succeeded in just about a a handful of them uh, that uh, are still around. So uh, that's me. I uh, basically uh, take my cues from my beautiful wife that is always, always uh, have a better I guess, uh, feel for the pulse. She's always much more in touch with herself. And consequently as a couple, we are, I'm more in touch with myself when I'm with her. So.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> that was the sweetest thing. I don't think, <laughs> see, things come up that uh, people just, we say as we, as and, we say it. and it's,
3: it's here special, forever, but, but it's the truth. It's the, it's the truth. And you know, uh, her mindfulness, uh, her, uh, 10 minutes uh, gratitude meditation in the morning uh, really set up the tone, even though I resented it. She said, do you have some time for 10 minutes meditation in the morning gratitude? And I said, how long? She says, 10 minutes. I said, all right, once I'm timing it. Oh, once in
0: a while I'll do it, yeah. but so we're very different.
3: She, she's very much in touch uh, with herself. I'm um, very much a matter of fact uh, person. I, you know, I take charge I have a large company right now with many employees. So uh, I love to lead. I love to create value and create. A team of people that can work together so that's but we've me. had
0: a lot of struggles with those failures it's been a it's been a wild ride and i actually enjoyed the fact that that that's the thing yeah. about amir his his entrepreneurial spirit and that's what i fell in love with about him as his passion and innovation of who what he can try to vision and it's so cool even if it's never perfect because nothing ever is yeah so it's been a ride
3: yeah how <laughs> long know? how long have you two been together uh we're
0: 30 years Ron? No. well
3: together uh yeah 31 years together uh t- dating for a year and then married for 30. wow congratulations yeah
0: yeah I'm, thank and, you and, and still happy and i the way i feel about it is that you know if we if we go back to our origins it's been such a journey and there's no one way to to think that love can last or to think how how do things really work it's just our journey has been one that it's with all the ups and downs and all the imperfections how we've come back to it like with a lot of forgiveness and commitment and also um, ability to give each other that right. space to become happier and I and think that's what with the openness is really about. Yeah, and,
3: and being in an open relationship for the last uh, more than a decade uh, certainly helped. It doesn't mean it's not a condition to uh, everlasting marriage. But it did help us uh, quite a bit, actually.
0: Definitely. We, we, we do, you know, ask each other, Is it would we have been together if we hadn't opened our relationship? And it's not because it was having a specific breakdown. It was just part of the journey that we we're kind of losing touch with our sexuality. So we can go into that side of it, if I was especially. But if you'd like to... Yeah, minute,
3: I mean, look, uh, when you are um, a young couple starting a family, three, you know, two kids in diapers and you try to manage the household and try to manage uh, your business and try to manage relationship and try to manage uh, your other relationship with other friends that you have. It is, uh, you kind of neglect each other. You neglect the attention that you give to each other. And I think that being uh, in an open relationship really helped us um, uh, understand how much we love each other, really, when it's all come down to.
0: And how much we continue to, choose one another and i think that's the biggest the biggest issue and the biggest the thing we can learn the most from as far as um what, what we continue to choose each other and that and and make the decisions together that allow right. for one another to be our as best as we can with all the with all the stuff that goes on all but the messy stuff
3: i'm sorry for the long-winded uh, no. uh no. answer for for how long you've been together yeah, yeah. <laughs> we for, on a tangent for 10 minutes so, no i think God. it's it was fantastic and i think
2: maybe like going back in time, you know, either 30 years or 10 years, I had had the idea or conversation of non-monogamy ever come up in the, the 20 years of marriage before it came up 10 years ago? And then how did it come up?
3: Ah, that's that a, a, a real interesting story. I mean, I, I, the fact of the matter is that it started in Florida. I yeah, think. but it wasn't
0: because the conversation came up. No, we were no just exposed it was, to
3: it. It was. A, uh, we were exposed to to the swinging lifestyle, right?
0: Right. No, and also the the the, the whispering in my ear. So just to, right before that, and where where I probably wasn't feeling as sexual in my life is that we always continue to have good sex, and we have you know we could talk about our erotic themes. So, for example, even when we were you know we we with our kids on the road and, and we're able to get either a nanny or have the kids be with family, we would like have fun. And when we were, went away, we kept our sex lives alive because he has a dom spirit. I have this wandering, wanting to be desired, dress up, sexy, you know, I have more of the sensual, sexual, erotic theme or blueprint. And and he's more of the, has the dom, and he's, and it was so lovely. We were able to bring out our Sexual feelings for each other even when we were throughout having kids. I don't mean to say that we didn't It's just that after when kid when it got really busy I lost some of my own feeling as a woman and my, you know, my body, three children, like after those three, you know, yet you needed, I needed to be reignited in some way. And I didn't even know I needed it. But the sweetest thing was, is that one of my, really my best friends of so many years now, 40, you know, really an old dear old friend, we knew each other in very young ages. And then we ended up, she moved to South Florida. When I moved to the Northeast, we kind of switched places and she found this nude beach which I actually ended up telling her about. I used to go there when I was a kid, and I heard it was a nude beach. And she and her husband started going, and they started you know, hanging out with people that were much looser and more liberal and more into their bodies and more aware and just more accepting. And they started going to sexy parties. And I remember her telling me as I'm... As she, st- as she started going to this beach, wow, I'm feeling really sexy again. I kissed a woman for the first time. I dress up really sexy. And I like started having these ex- this thoughts of, wow, there's more out there than... We had no idea. We were really innocent and naive. We had no idea there was what's that. She did on. not
3: share any of that with me, by the way.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Whatever. Anyway, I was the one that said, let's go down, because that's when she invited us to trapeze and south in south florida and that's when we were going to right. be down there visiting family so we decided to go to a club
3: we have an, we had no idea what to expect uh classic club you know beautiful people and you know stence love to dance she tessa love to dance continuously and here she is on the center stage uh, on the dance floor dancing and a woman comes behind her start taking off her bra and touching her boobs and and I'm looking at her and I says wow what's going on here <laughs> this is very erotic this is incredibly hot and there's all women dancing on the floor and I'm like watching this and really it was very very arousing to see my wife um, surrounded by other women and they all Touching and and the sensuality—it was like a dance, beautiful dance. So,
0: it's always been one of my favorite things to do. So, start the dancing, and especially to to uh, to enhance the sensuality yeah. part of a dance and with beautiful people that want right. to with it's still one of my big I mean, themes right
3: we, we didn't play with anybody we didn't do anything we just left afterwards because yeah. we had to go back to release our babysitter whatever so uh, here we are and we just like i remember driving and we're not saying a word like
0: well we were driving to a conference we well were
3: to, before we drive to kind of tra- driving back from the club we we like Wow! We
0: we're both bad. in like what? We, just we, we don't, happened? We, we're not
3: saying anything to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're like, this is this is. We have to digest what's going on. The next day, uh, we are heading uh, across uh, Florida to Tampa to a conference, and we stopped every like.
0: We were like, high school kids again, stopping on the side of the car (laughs) to have sex. like, wow, this stimulated something, man. It was very, very (laughs) arousing.
3: And uh, that's how we really started to uh, got exposed to the lifestyle, the swinging lifestyle.
2: So did, so going in, sorry to interrupt you. So going into that first night, like you knew it was a swingers club, right? I assume your friend had told you that. Had you talked about like... Is swinging something we want to try? What would that look like? What are I, we? Are we going we, into this
3: with any no, where are We, going? we, 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 we no knew that idea. it was a
0: sexy club. She hadn't told me about a lot of stuff.
3: We didn't know. What I always is. liked
0: to dance. She and I danced and kind of did sexy dancing of our own, all of our lives anyway. So she was like, she knew I'd be up for it. We would go to any club to dance. I went there to dance. I mean, really, we didn't know much about it, really. So there was no discussion. It was like, what just happened? Was that? About <laughs> It wasn't like even sex, it was a sensual, erotic, fun night for us That's all it was, a whole new exposure So it was beautiful, and it was really innocently entered And then all the stuff starts coming up to figure out I mean, I would say that I've never loved as much, really And we've never loved, both of us loved so much Orgies, just the kind of not anonymous sex things So, I mean, that's what some swinging is, so it kind of Put us, especially put me off for a while
3: what, what happened to us is that we start fantasizing and we start talking about uh, the possibilities and uh, what's going to happen i remember that uh, a few weeks later we went down to uh, jamaica to a resort and uh the, we
0: went with a family trip like very very soon after this this kind of within the, definitely the six months to a year and we were at this family resort and we and we had heard from my friend from South Florida about hedonism and it was next door. We were like, Oh, hedonism's there. And we, look, we, we had then started discussing that we're excited about sexuality, but we're still not doing much about it. We're not looking for anything. And we ended up going to the teenism. We
3: were there for a few hours just really? a, a night pass.
0: Yeah. We just like watched what was going on. We weren't doing again. That's what we were doing. We were like, Oh, well, I'd be curious what that is as we're leaving. Somebody really sexy came over to me like, this is a long time ago, already up oh, 10, yeah. 15 years ago. Anyway, and said, uh,
3: started says, flirting
0: with me. And then he looks at your husband, Are you tolerant? So to yeah, he, uh, yeah. he was
3: French. He French. Okay, whatever. He was, French. Uh, he was a foreigner, you know, good looking, sexy guy. And he says, Is, you know, are your husband tolerant? Which means, can I whisk you away? And, yeah, the uh,
0: word hedonism, which I didn't. But it was so, the whole thing, it was a very slow beginning in Tyson. I
3: mean, if I knew today, if then, what I know today, I would have said, sure, honey, go have a blast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it did not work that way. Uh, you know.
0: So we were slow. For years, we did like this soft swass swing kind of thing. Like it, we, we kept it very slow because we were able to communicate because of that. So for us, that's how it worked. The communication was just a slow discussion. It didn't have a lot of hard edges as we entered it. Right. Um, th- a few years later when we did go to, um, maybe well, just two years before the boundaries were, were, were Well, changing.
3: there's also the night after when we while were still in Jamaica. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Um, you know, we are on the beach at night, the night after, and we all... Supercharged.
0: Back to our family resort yeah. on the beach. Like, right.
3: All this uh, traditional, very conservative area, you know, with children. Yeah, yeah. And um, we just went to the beach and we have the headsets and we are listening to Santana, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And took off our clothes and here dancing she is on the dancing beach. on the beach around 2 a.m. in the morning. Well,
0: I didn't think anyone was
3: around. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And uh, dancing for, for, I don't know, a good half an hour for sure, naked on the beach. Then the next morning, we, with our kids, uh, slapping them into the uh, dining room. Dining room <laughs> uh, and uh, the, I guess the security, I don't know, was he, was his security, oh God, he security?
0: The head of the beach. Had, had a,
3: he looked at her and he has a smell. big smile. <laughs> and he says to her you are the dancer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so somebody have watched her and knew about her but that's part of uh this whole supercharge that we got from
0: yeah.
3: uh being uh in a resort just and,
0: watching and then right. eventually we slowly you know it, the, the i think you're reaching out to um to others i think we did like at that time we
3: went to we went to parties we uh, we went to we started going to parties locally Um, you know swinging was not really what we wanted because we both felt like we we really wanted to develop a deeper connection with people and just casual sex was really sometimes okay sometimes boring at best, it was... Uh, we only
0: had a few of those yeah. experiences, right. actual, just casual. Right. And and both of us kind of felt like we like to get to know people, so rather we would meet people at the parties and develop relationships. Right. And we had a number of couples.
3: Oh, yeah. I remember we had a, a, ra- <laughs> we had a rating system. Um, um,
1: that didn't, I mean, I mean, that didn't I mean, last long. Yeah, no, it didn't last we, long. Uh,
3: we we kind of like, when we meet a new couple, we had, okay, one... Uh, under no circumstances, I'm going to be with that person or couple. Two, I'll do it if you really insist. And that's why
0: I said we probably only took two for the two, right. maybe. And <laughs> three,
3: I really want to. And if we didn't have a five in between us, uh, it didn't happen and obviously Tessa always was the one that makes the final decision <laughs> and whatever
0: um, <laughs> so, whenever so was, the rating system kind of went away pretty right, fast pretty honestly fast. the bottom line is it's women's it's Tessa's women's, ones. Yeah. 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 i mean i don't know how you guys find it i'd be yeah. curious with couples you, you know women tend to tend to be the ones that are a little more intuitive or, or want to be have to or or the little more of the gatekeepers in some way as far as what works but not always
2: yeah, no, for sure. And and so you it sounds like you started having more of those conversations after Jamaica, like where do we want this to go? You started going to some clubs or some parties. Right. Correct. And and started meeting
1: couples. Yeah, but it
2: was always like yes. we want to develop a relationship, whether that's a friendship or, or something yeah, deeper. Correct. And, okay. and
3: and we and we happened to uh, found a couple like that. We were in a club and we met them and literally uh, the connection four ways, eight ways, 16 way, whatever it is, everything worked. It was
0: amazing. Yeah. It was
3: uh, like, how, how did we find this for, I would say period of about six to eight months, we were totally in a courtship status. We talked every day. We saw each other every weekend. We went on local trips together. We were, uh, we were literally in love with another couple.
0: That's really what happened, but we didn't know what, ha- we didn't know how to we deal with that. We didn't, we didn't know, we didn't know what, what polyamory was. We never read anything about it. We didn't know what was happening. It was just like, right. what's happening? Like, right. this was so, intense. it was,
3: it was a beautiful relationship. Um, Tessa and the, uh, the other ma- male part of the couple, uh, were writing poetry to each other. Uh, they were, um, you know, talking late nights on the phone. And, you know, it didn't bother me because...
0: Well, you were also...
3: I was also doing, doing the same that. thing. I was engaged,
0: you were engaged.
3: In, in the same yeah. passion, it I would call courtship, it. Right? it. It was courtship,
0: It was so. It was wild, and we didn't know what we were getting into, and it was... We, 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 just, it. we just we just
3: let ourselves it. go. And again, if, if we knew then what we know today, we would know how to preserve it because that was probably the best... Uh, that we ever had, and I don't think we ever came across it again, as, as a foursome. Yeah. But uh, we were about to go to on a trip together. I'm not sure where we were. I think we were going to Mexico. go to Hedonism. Oh, Hido, whatever. And, it
0: was, and yeah. yeah. And and the, the case is that we also had not had a full, we hadn't actually had a full swap right. by that point Correct. when we met them.
3: Correct. So so um, I, I come home one day it was summertime and. Professor says, I really need to talk to you. It's very important. And when she says that, I have to really get into <laughs> attention because that means heavy shit is coming down. Mm-hmm. So here I am uh, listening, and she says, look, I don't think we can travel to Jamaica. And I said, why?
1: Because you were supposed to go with this other couple, yes. the ones that you had been courting. Correct.
3: Okay. And, and she says, I'm falling for him. And I says, you what? I'm falling for him. I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm falling in love with him.
0: Right.
3: And, and I would say, why? Why are you doing that?
0: Right. There mean, was we, we have, we, we this have is it where all we, perfect. Right. We. This is where it really got hard for us, and we had our biggest breakdown um, for a number of months. And then what happened is I, I am always very emotionally, you know, raw about these things and i also don't think i think emotions are messy and amir was able to compartmentalize as he does because he's more rational and me and this other and this my now now lover of over 10 years love lover i'll call him wave (laughs) so wave was somebody that really saw a different side of me and that's what polyamory really is and obviously now all these years later we know and we've read everything and we feel what 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 it requires to be in this kind of really interesting and 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 dynamic and different and 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 challenging relationships of figuring things out so he and I connected so deeply in that way that I I said, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. I had to just, you
3: know. Well, his wife yeah. says, under no circumstances, we're going to see them again. Right. She,
0: So she cut all that
3: cu- out. Because cut all the relationship. <clears throat> and um, here we are, really like heartbroken, both of us. Yeah. And we had a few weeks of arguing between us. This was like, a, it, was a, it was a breakdown in our relationship, I believe. Uh, but it's also a breakdown. Is also was a breakthrough. Exactly. Um, in the same token, because um, six seven months later he contacted her, and since then uh, she sees him on a regular basis. Well, the
0: beginning oh, it was recovered a few right. times a year, and his wife and he have been together since they're eighteen. And he's you know tried a few times to ask, "Can we discuss whether how to do open?" And she's like, "I don't discuss. Don't ask. Don't tell." So he you know it's been a, it's, it's not easy for me that in that part of it as far as integrity goes is always weighs on me and it weighs on him too so we go through ups and downs with whether how much to maintain it and but we've we've because it's so real for us we've kept it going for all
3: but i have to admit that initially when she says i'm gonna go away with him for overnight i was jealous and and
0: no, jealousy is a big part of what we now, yeah, as it, as on mere dates. So but, yeah.
3: but I love her so much, and I want her to have what I can give her. And this is really what it's about. We, today, uh, progressively, we got to the conclusion that one person cannot satisfy everything that one needs. And that's why uh, people can have multiple lovers, multiple relationship that fulfill many, many sides of, uh, of a person. Uh, their character, their desires, their, their kinks, their, their fetishes, whatever it is, they need to, uh, uh, you, we get it from many people. And most people cannot uh, have the expression because there's no outlet for them or anybody that uh, will respond to it. So that was progressively we got to that point. Also uh, appreciating hilarious. one
0: another as the the fact that we are able to, I mean, everyone has jealousy as an emotion, but for example, I remember because we were both so, Really securely attached. And I've spoken to many of my colleagues about this attachment theory. Like, we actually both came from a place that we didn't feel a, that we couldn't trust one another or that we would be abandoned. We were secure. And so, when he once had a girlfriend, one of his first girlfriends visited us, I remember saying, Sure, I mean, she had never been to this country. And I said, Sure, she could even stay with us. And I got to be really friends with her. So I, even that was way before this, I never, we don't have that intense, like, what is she like that attacking possessiveness in any way. So the jealousy was because it's an emotion that it feels hard to figure out how to process. And yet, as we, as I have a a beautiful husband that lets me feel like he wants me to be happy, um, we like to say that we give each other that space to go out. And be able to explore, and then we bring back the energy to each, to one another, and that's a big essence of what we're what we hope more couples will, can come to know, regardless of how much they give each other space and in what areas of their lives. And that's actually why, in the Open Nesters, we decided to do this infinity circle with the birds going off as Open Nesters, because you go out and you bring the energy back. And that's what love can be. Love has no boundaries. And so I love Polly and the idea that we let each other grow because love has no boundaries.
3: I, I, I hope that we will never arrive to understand fully what polyamory is. I like to continue to be on an exploration. As much as we think that we know, right. I would like to continue to be on exploration and uh, understanding and uh, experiencing new, new adventures uh, throughout. Um, as much as we think that we know, we still just know that we don't know everything that we need to know, really. So right. we're enjoying the process, we're enjoying the journey of discovering and allowing each other the freedom to be in an open relationship. Yeah. And it's, uh, got it's got its own life, I guess. Yeah. Right. So after
2: the wife basically cut everything off, you had this seven to eight month period. What what happened in that time frame between either between the two of you and this exploration did because I could see that being very hard where you're like, we're going to try this non monogamy thing. And you didn't sound like you didn't really have the words or the, the you know, the you the had to, yeah the lingo, the vocabulary to like mm-hmm. describe it all. And right. then and then it kind of got cut off. So I, you're then like kind of. I feel like standing there, at, naked. Like, what do we do? How do we move forward from here?
3: Okay, I'll take that. Um, I'll, I'll take that. Are you talking about uh, how we felt while we are still dating this couple?
2: Well, I'm, or more so, like no, in the time we had when the they break cut after he said, oh yeah. after After. Yeah. So
0: I, I would I would say that we. I, I'm, I don't think I've ever reflected so much on exactly that time. But I do know that we ended up having discussions and, and being open to the fact that we would meet new couples anyway. And we did. And we like, both of us are really social and like to meet new people. So it was always fun to go out and meet new people that we would find, just even for a drink or whatever, and never had any issues with just making new friends. So I think we found a few couples, I don't know, during that time, whether whether the one with the edgy photographer and the kid. What do you, was it? It, it
3: was uh, it was shortly after, within within uh, within months after that, I would say, we met uh, a couple that we really enjoy being with, that we are really developing a a good emotional connection with. Um, yeah. So, how did we feel right after? As I mentioned before, it was a it was a breakdown. Um, we really felt uh, heartbroken. We both felt we we cried, and whatever we tried to forget about it and go into our own lives and move on, it didn't work. Well, yeah, and I mean, Tessa was— painful.
2: And as Tessa said, she was falling in love with this guy, so to be— I was
0: heartbroken. I was heartbroken. And actually, on some level, so wasn't we. But uh, but I also know that um, I believed so much in our commitment, and I believed so much that we would be okay— that we still went toward love. I I don't think that we had a break. Compl- I mean, we had a breakdown to have a breakthrough, but the breakthrough was that was part of the process. So I'm not scared of the dark sides, our shadows, the stuff that has to come up that just helps us learn. And I feel like this is what lays us bare to that exploration. So jealousy and bright break- breakdowns, or any of the things that, I'm, that a, a couple has to get through it's important to be able to go through and not deny. So we were in the process. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember it with such, you know, exact moments. Like, I don't remember exactly what happened. I just remember that we knew we would get through that. That's what I could say about that.
3: Well, yeah. well, it, it was intense time. I mean, I remember because I really had, the first time I was able to be separately from my wife in a room, with somebody else and express deep emotional feelings so i missed that i missed that erotica i missed that sensuality i missed that whispering in the ear i missed the uh the intimacy that it produces so yes i was uh, i i I was, was I, I'd say that I'd say I say that he disappoint. was angrier
0: than I was. Right. I was heartbroken, but willing to just say, "Okay, you're the commitment. You're the one that I. That's the reason I stopped this right now, is because you're my priority." And I knew that he was the partner I wanted to live my life with, and I still think you know I'm thankful that I do. Right. So I, I feel like I had a little more of that, and and there was a little more anger on on your side,
1: for, no sure. for mm-hmm.
3: sure. No question. No mm-hmm. question. Anger.
1: And um, how, did, how did you put those pieces back together then and, and move forward?
3: Um, we, we we looked for for next. Um, we.
0: I think we were also yeah. focused on, I think we made sure, look, I, I always try to give us, especially the last number of years, I've called it Wow Wednesday, give us focus on an intention for one another that's not distracted by other things, that comes up with giving each other our our. our our undivided attention, love, playfulness, like, that's why we developed the studio along that way. I don't know if which years that was, but this will tell you that's his passion. But I, and, I'm, and as I said, dancing is mine. We always found ways back to each other. And we laugh a lot, and our family is important, and we created rituals with friends, and we did a lot of celebrating and holidays. So I don't know, not, we, didn't, we didn't grow apart, he was he was angry, but I, I I don't remember that we grew apart during that time.
3: no. no. I mean, uh, we definitely not. There, we was, no, there was no there was no question yeah. that uh, um, w- our commitment to each other has always prevailed, right. and it's also prevailed during that period of time. Yeah. And there was no question about that we staying together. It's not like, all right, I'm going to leave you because I really need to have the same feeling I had before. Right. No. No, no. it was hey look let's look for the next one let's there, there must be other people there uh, you know each of us had multiple boyfriends girlfriends over the years and every time something you, you know you terminate a relationship you want to start one as, uh, as soon as you can that's and that's all exactly what we did and that's how we found this uh, other couple that we really liked and we enjoy being with and we were we're dating them not the same intensity but uh, it brought, yeah the left I
0: would say they brought out our our again our erotic themes in the same way exactly. that we just kind of re- recently realized when we were talking about our stories and that is that he was um, a, a, he's an extreme sports and business owner so we all got along and she was great and fun and 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 we became friends and then he wanted to photograph me so we could do an outdoor which I always love outdoors and I'm an exhibitionist so one night when they came to our house, and I don't think you expected her to have, like, a whole no. dress-up of a school. No, board. no, I mean, his dom side and my ability I, to get, like, the, separate? Well, she,
3: she says dom side. I didn't even know what dom is. <laughs> I mean, she's saying it today. Right. You know, uh, my first introduction to real kink was at that time. Um she and so this
1: went, this was ha- this is a couple that you met after after this yeah. after our breakup but, yeah. but still a while ago this is still many years yeah ago. yeah still, a while, still ago. a while ago
3: yeah maybe you
0: know, yeah
1: we,
3: i mean 10 years ago probably yeah, ago. Ten, ten, nine, yeah. Ten. And, anyway so you know tessa is out on a photo shoot with this photographer and just like give her an opportunity to be exhibitionist and She's in. and he
0: took unbelievable pictures. Yeah,
3: and then uh, I am all by myself in my own house. Uh, I think we just got the tub, right. We were just they were inaugurating our whole new edition. You were by yourself. You were with her. I know. I was with her okay. and by myself in my own home with a woman. And then she says, "Excuse me for one moment." She went out. She came back after ten minutes, all dressed up in high heels and this schoolgirl outfit. Uh, Real provocative, real sexy. It's beautiful. And she come close to me and she says, would you tie me up? And (laughs) you know, what? (laughs) Tie me up. I said, sure. And she says, and once you tie me, would you spank me real hard? And that was the first time I got introduced to to what today is, you know, the, we know as kink. Um, and I realize that I like it. This is, uh, it's, a, it's a good, uh, f- um, it's fit my personality. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it started. And now I realize, you know, today when, when we talk about it, yes, there's a Dom inside him, there's a m- much more dominant, but I'm not <clears throat> really into, um, pain or it is more of the mind domination more of a uh, that
0: so, yeah, having a submissive yes. and you feel like they, they'll do right. what they and yeah that response Correct. and it's not me so it, which is why being in a poly and non-monogamous relationship right.
3: she, she she can't get into that stuff no. now, yeah. that, now that i ever ask her to I,
0: you did ask me on some level with the waiting naked in a conference room. We still do that nowadays with our play. So it's not you don't ask that's me true. to. It's just that that's it's true. not when it has to do with really um, the. And I actually don't mind being restrained. Play. I just don't like the extreme role play in the dom and sub world. Just that's how I am. So it right. has different around, you know, that's not as kinky.
1: Right. So I guess. You know, that was right after you met that couple. But I wanted to kind of fast forward. Can you explain where you're at today in your relationships?
3: Sure. Between us. Our
0: relationships. Other, other oh,
3: relationships. Other, yeah, your your yeah. relationship oh, other style. Relationship. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You go first.
0: So I still, as I as I said to you, the, my, my primary kind of... Amir um, is my, my, my home nest and primary partner, but this man has really become another partner in my life and a love, a love in my life. So that's been a big arc of my time that we are, you know, whenever we have time, which is not as often as certainly I would like or he would, li- or he would like, but it's, you know, that's our limitations of time. So probably once a month or if we're lucky, twice a month that we get together. So it's not a weekly thing. Um, At the same time, I've always been very, never known or never admitted, but always been so interested in the sensuality of women. So I've only recently become uh, allowing of my being bicurious. And now I'm beyond bicurious, being bisexual, bisexual. bisexual I would call myself mm-hmm. more, but I do love the experience of being with a woman. And I actually had my first date with a woman last week, <laughs> which and it wasn't even sexual, but just we knew we were attracted and we were having a date. And that's the first time I've done that. So that's kind of where I am. I'm, I mean, we still will meet couples every so often and sometimes just be something, be playful or sensual. Sometimes it'll lead to more or especially when we're away on vacation, we've always you know, hoped and looked for other um, experiences, but nothing, I don't like have to integrate that into my life and have a lot of relationships. As long as I feel like I have this, this intrigue, this eroticism that I need in my life, it keeps me in flow. So that's where I come from, and then where do you know? You
3: could tell about yours. Um, I am uh, seeing uh, two women, not together, uh, but separately. Uh, one of them I have a total um, sub dumb relationship with. Uh, I, you know, that's uh, that's that's all we do when we get together. The other one is younger than I am. I'm, I feel like I'm more of a, she's in awe in everything I do. And she is uh, just, you know, appreciating everything. Uh, it's, it's, it's almost like uh, she's testing new lifestyle, new uh, ideas. Uh, and I kind of feel like I'm her mentor almost uh, in many ways. Um, and it's a great relationship as well. And uh, these are the two relationships that I have currently, um, with the freedom that I gain from my beautiful Tessa.
2: And it, and it sounds like then the two of you have come to a place over the years where you do you like you said you do seek out couples at times, but you have this freedom, sort of this fluidity to explore and yes. find things that work for each of you individually. And if there's something that works as a couple, that's okay. But right. You don't Correct. really have a a box that you're putting it no. in. No,
3: no. Look, we, we the only rule is that you know we need to always remember who is number one and who is our primary person, and we we talk about that often, and then we allow ourselves the freedom to do whatever and explore and seek other relationship without having to. Uh, put any restraint on the process.
0: Right. I think also what what is interesting is is I don't I don't know if you guys have actually interviewed that many older couples. I didn't look at all of your past podcasts. Um, and I've I've heard some and, and have read enough to know about things that are non hierarchical. You know, we have a more hierarchical uh, poly relationship or non monogamous relationship. But I, you know, I don't know if you've interviewed couples our age about that whole process, which is what's interesting for us as well, of how to be set boundaries in your own home with your kids as they get older and how to be communicative with them about this lifestyle. And I don't know if your audience is interested. Yeah. Well, we,
1: I'm sh- I know that we have talked about that a little bit, but we'd love to hear your take as well.
2: Yeah, well, and, and really quick before we jump into that, I think, and this kind of plays into that, is like when when you showed up at trapeze a decade ish ago, you had no idea what any of this was. Fast forward to today, where you have found a way to negotiate a very fluid, open dynamic that isn't like we're swingers we swing every other thursday because that's how much time we did it's very it's very organic and and it's almost kind of a very advanced level to get to and that you two were able to get to that like i was just curious if you could talk about maybe some of the the resources and things you found along the way that helped you get there um and then yeah to, to emma's question about into what you were talking about Tessa about
1: family the right. family
2: and bringing all that in because that's a hard conversation in and of itself especially if you don't have any framework
1: Well, and also like you said setting boundaries
2: yeah
0: right well I mean, that's that's two two questions and let me see if I can go to both Whoa. of them i mean a big part of what i think informed our eventual evolution is that I ended up going back for a master's and did part of, and did my thesis in sexuality and then did some sex therapy training. I mean, like I enough, know enough about
3: the, she did the master and mindfulness and
0: mindfulness, but the, the, the non-judgmental what
3: happened to finance law so <laughs> <laughs> <Mindfulness.
0: This> is... <laughs>
3: something
2: practical no mindfulness and unicorns and rainbow no i'm just right. i'm just kidding i'm not trying to offend any of the mindfulness I'm, no. I'm, I'm a big <laughs> it's,
0: it's all good it's all good i mean but the idea of not being judgmental was a big 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 part of it is that it, we naturally want to be You know, we go into our, we all are judgy and you can't get out of it completely, but the more we can notice it and say, this is what's happening here, let's talk about that, is why I think we were able to progress. I mean, I'd I'd say a a large part to to kind of my perspective about it, but also because Amir is a very generous and not, um, and a very flexible, we're both very flexible, adaptable and forgiving and I definitely think that we don't worry about whether we're going to make mistakes. We're kind of both risk takers by nature. So we'll, we'll allow ourselves to stretch and then kind of evaluate because we'll discuss it. So I don't think we ever, you know, we didn't ever use a, we'd have support groups. We didn't have anybody to talk to about it. We finally did meet a couple that's, we could talk about them too. That are now very poly that are good friends of ours now too, um, that we can talk about it with, but we, we're not close to like a, you know, a, a, any kind of site that has or meetups that have our age people. So we went to a few of the ones with younger people and didn't get much from that. So we're kind of having to carve out our own way you know, without, you know, just with our own compass, internal GPS, whatever you want to call it. And that's what the process has been. I, we can't point to, I mean, obviously reading more than two on the ethical slaughter imperative and, and even just having the understanding and knowledge, I would say everyone should read Sex at Dawn. I mean, if you don't read that, you know, you Don't we get the understanding of the research and the behind our bodies and human sexuality? But I don't think we had one particular way to again to to give resources or a linear structure of that.
3: No, I think that we are progressively got to where we are uh, by trial and error, doing the right thing, doing the wrong thing, and uh, agreeing. Yeah, that's acceptable between you and me. I mean, you know. Two people can agree to anything as long as they are agreement on that, then it's okay. Yeah. That's their rule. That's their boundary. It doesn't matter. I mean, it uh, may work for us. I mean, we meet uh, a lot of people, and this particular couple that uh, Tessa is talking about, we met them at the party some years ago. They were swingers. We kind of like went to their court to to do to be with them, and we were seeing them once every five weeks, six weeks. Um, as swingers and we really develop nice relationship with them Uh, they come to us we go to them we have great dinners we 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 party and then we we have passionate beautiful erotic sex and then they go home and we don't talk to them at all and then till we see them the next time and that's how that happened and during that period of time we talked to them about that we are more poly we want to build relationship with another couple perhaps even one-on-one and they kind of poo pooed it like ah, what are you talking about that doesn't work for us we like to meet new people and funny that it's happened to them they met a couple that they are in total polyamorous relationship with and that we talk to them about it uh, quite often um they are two and two and one on two, two and one. I mean, they are uh, totally in a great poly relationship, and we we kind of like learn from them what they're doing to kind of uh, to see what's available really in the poly world. Because East Coast, West Coast, it's two two worlds apart really. Yeah, uh, the East Coast is much more conservative. I mean, if we we say poly to somebody here they will just like
0: well there are poly and and often poly and kink together um munches or things like that where we've tried to meet people we've mostly found that they're not either our age or and, and there are a few sometimes that are but once it's a once it's a once in a while and or they're very or they're really into kink as a as a couple and that's not what I'm into, so that never ends right. up working. So that's why we haven't had as much success with finding other new couples that we could actually develop real poly relationships with. We need. We've been thinking about going to a conference, and now you know now it's getting to be a, this COVID time is also yeah. pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's our answer for that. If, yeah, no, know. that's oh, that's, great.
2: that's great, and I think. You know the big kind of takeaway was that it was a like Amir said a lot of trial and error and conversation, and we
1: it was a journey and it was
2: a journey together, and I think that's amazing and and I also wanted to to circle back to your master's in mindfulness and just that anybody who listens to the show enough knows that we we both had degrees in engineering, so the thought of getting a degree in mindfulness <laughs> like breaks. It like breaks a little the something in my paradigms. head. I'm, it I'm has like, to I don't. Break everything yeah. in oh, brain. I
1: could. Exactly. I could totally get behind no, it. No,
2: I definitely. I'm not saying I couldn't get behind it, but like thinking about what a mindfulness textbook versus uh, my you know electrical engineering textbook, I just like it's it's really hard to That's comprehend. And so, so I I love it, and I honestly wish like I. I wish we had more diversity in our.
1: We can always do
0: that.
2: That's true. Never too late. <laughs> There's numerous classes
0: everywhere. Yeah, now online, now online so much. So yeah, much I later.
2: just didn't. I just didn't want you to think I was denigrating it by associating it with rainbows and unicorns. That was okay, a, pure, purely. I, I
0: actually I'm trying know to, you're to
2: kidding. Okay, cover your butt. <laughs> I was. It was more for everybody listening that was going to re- send us hate mail. So... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i wanted to circle back are you done yeah okay. to the family <laughs> yeah I'm sorry, to, i've interrupted you like
2: seven times on
0: that. so i i always say to all our friends our all closest friends and our siblings also know are you know the we're in an ethical non-monogamous relationship but our kids you know it was one at a time because um the time had to present itself so i'm i'm the one that came out to all three so i'll be the one to talk about this so um our old, our oldest is married by now, and actually he was the second one that I came out to, so I'll talk about him second. Our daughter was Polly from the time she went to a very liberal arts college, and also bisexual, and is very active in the queer community, and so I knew she would probably be the first one I would tell anyway, but I was always just open to when's the right time because I wasn't trying to like, this is what we're doing. It just seemed weird.
3: You didn't try to impress her.
0: Or, or, you know, or feel like I had to unload anything on her. I I wanted it to be, that it was natural time for her to want to know. So I kind of just waited for the right time. At some point I've mentioned, especially the the gentleman, I, I call him wave that I, with it's in my life, and I'll, she knows it's a friend, but that's probably all. But she probably suspected, and I thought that may be the case. So you know, sometimes I wouldn't take a call when she was there, and and then went and I was in New York, I was staying with her in New York overnight um, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, maybe four or five years ago, and she said, um, I said something about I'd love you to meet Wave. You know, he's, he was going to be in the area, and she said, "So tell me about him, Mom." <laughs> like I knew that she was asking. I was really clear. And so, so I told her and it came out and came out about us. And she was like, I'm so happy and so proud of you and so excited that you told me. And she's saying, You know what? You weren't, it wasn't ever t- an obvious thing, but I had a, maybe a little suspicion you may be cheating. So I'm so glad you told me. And that's what I want to tell. And you know, people re- really think our kids know more than we think. And here, our children, our three, because they grew up in this house, are all very accepting. And very non-judgmental about sexuality because we've always been pretty open about, you know, even when we went to nude places, we would tell them we went to nude places. We're nude in the hot tub. We love sexy music. Like we weren't. We were who we, we are. Who we are with our children, and I think the bigger problem that I, that I that I see for when people have is that they 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 don't want to be as honest and you know just transparent about themselves. So that that's that, that's the best way to have communication with your kids. So that's what I, you know, I think it was so fun for us to be able to have the, that The process.
3: timing, I mean, when do you tell a kid uh, how the baby comes to the world? So it's all a matter of um, timing, uh, maturity, um, knowing your kid can handle the information you're going to give them. And I think that Tessa has a very good uh, pulse on it. I, for me, it didn't matter if they know or not. I mean, all I knew that uh, I need to get them out If there's a couple coming over To party with us Oh,
0: and he would get them out Yeah and I have, uh, Sometimes I'd be like Oh, no
3: you need, you need to leave the house For tonight uh, Here is uh, 20, 30 bucks Go take your friend to a movie have a bite to eat, don't come back before midnight type of a deal. (laughs) (laughs) And and they got it. I mean, they complied. So, of course,
0: they probably, they all suspected, now that they talk about it, now that we all talk about it, they all suspected, except for the third, definitely did. But he's one of these kids that does, don't ask, don't tell, don't care, whatever, I do my thing, you do your thing. And he, at this point, is probably the most proud of us. Like, it's so funny, because I came out to him, too, when he was telling me he's in an open relationship at college, so I, you know, and, and and I said, you know, the other two kids had known by then. And I said, you know, you, you, do you know that dad and I are also in an open relationship? And he's like, yeah, I figured that. I figured that. And then since then we've talked about emotions and relationships and he loves to talk to me about this. So it's so nice that I have that open avenue with him. And then I ended up coming, I mean, my daughter had told me, that my son and his wife know that they had met young and they would probably not, they would probably not be monogamous their whole lives, that they were open to that. She told me that. So I knew that at some point I'm with my daughter-in-law and she talked about sex and wanting to be more open. And I said, I'm really glad. And I, you know, I'm here for you if you ever want to talk about it, because we've been, we've, been pretty successful in figuring it out. And so, and then, and I said, and I'll tell, I'll tell you, you know, my, your husband, my son later. And we all talked about it. So each of them at the right time again. It was not like I didn't feel a need to have to make an announcement because I think everyone is at a different place at a different time to hear things. Mm-hmm. So that would be my suggestion. My, you know, with communication, it's a hard thing. And, but it was, but it was a really important one because it broke open our true ability to to trust each other and them to trust us and respect that we're we're still giving each other a partnership that they can admire
3: right i uh i think that some of the topics that we're going to discuss in our own podcast on open nesters is coming out to your children uh, especially when there is this boomerang effect that they come back they go to college and then they uh, all of a sudden either don't have a job or there's uh, some kind of an in between.
0: Or, or there's a pandemic. There's a pandemic
3: and uh, they have to come back. So that is something that uh, our listeners would need to know how to cope with. Uh, it, is, uh, it is an issue. So we're not only going to cover uh, open relationship and new opening in our podcast but also how to come out to your kids and
0: how to set boundaries with them and how except setting boundaries as a topic in general obviously you guys sure know too and it's when you speak to couples about how we figure out our boundaries and and by knowing what we're feeling so that we can discuss it and then say where is where is the place to meet to set a boundary and so with our kids also they you know but we're because he started out, even when they were in high school, or especially the third in high school, saying, "You're getting out on Saturday night," so they they got used to the fact that this is our house, and so I do think that, that was a positive thing. As much as I squirmed at the beginning, sometimes I feel like as they got older and now when they come home, this boomerang thing or whenever, it's so important for them to know that you're that we want to that we love you that we live. But we don't live only for you. We live for like, you know, they say even about on an airplane, you take care of yourself, then you take care of the one next to you. We need to take care of ourselves. And we've made that as much as an example as we can that I think they all respect. So we can set boundaries because they know that we're taking care of ourselves. I I made a homemade sign, I remember, with one of the kids. Your hardworking parents are taking time to themselves and I would put it, they would see when I was put right. it out on the door, right. even when they were little, if we wanted to have sex or we wanted our quiet, I would just, that was what we would do. So we, we were setting boundaries when they were little. So if you have an audience that has young children, I definitely <laughs> hope that's it's good. It's good to start young with setting boundaries.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And it sounds like the, that you two laid the groundwork, you know? So when you did tell them, you kind of knew, you had raised them to be open and accepting yeah. and that when you told them they weren't going to like freak out because you'd been you know i don't not yeah. to judge but you'd been taking them to church every sunday plus a couple times during the week and it had been right. pumped into them that monogamy was the only thing and that you were sinning like you had laid a groundwork that uh, let them correct. be accepting
3: correct and I, and i want to preface that by saying please don't put us on a pedestal we we are really all right, uh, we're really trying things out. We are really, we really don't know what we're doing. We're just trying. Uh, we just, 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 we just, we just doing the best we can, and we kind of like uh, navigating through this uh, uh, life uh, during a pandemic, during uh, opening our relationship, uh, and doing everything else. So yes, we have made probably mistakes uh, in, in in everything that we have done. Uh, but the mistakes got us to where we are today, where we are in a comfortable place that we have arrived that uh, is giving us the opportunity to live a very satisfying life. Right. Yeah, no, well, I, think,
1: I think everyone is trying to do the best they can in life, right? So we right. all make mistakes. We all we think we're doing it on the right path and then realize, oh, no, this is not <laughs> where I think I should be right now. Right. That's, yeah. that's part of life.
2: No, I think it's, it's amazing. And, and, you know, thank you both for sharing everything you've shared. We wanted to give you time, if there was something you hadn't talked about that you really wanted to talk about, and then also time to maybe talk about your show that uh, by the time this airs, it will have launched, but as of today, it hasn't quite launched yet. So we'd love to hear more about that and give you the floor.
0: Well, Open Nesters is something we're very excited about because it kind of takes all the things that we love to discuss and meet people into being able to talk about it. So we're just excited about the journey to have a podcast and to have people that want to share and create community around being open and how that feels to them. And it's not only, as we said, in open relationships, but open relationships and your audience. If you have a story, especially if you're going to be an empty nester, about to be, or were, or are, and, or even if you have a boomerang effect with kids, we're really, we would love that. We always, we have a great number of couples coming on, but if you have some people that want to tell their story, we always want to invite new stories And we have experts on, and coaches on, and therapists on about the different aspects of how we grow as human beings and sexually. So it'll be a, it should be an interesting show. That um, I'm lucky that I have contacts to a lot of the kind of people that can really make it very rich, and and uh, we'll do some business and travel stuff, which is. You know, Amir has a lot of great context in that industry. It's not just going to be... It'll also give kind of intrigue into areas of starting ventures together, new hobbies, or traveling alone or apart, or living as people are doing in empty nesting, kind of apart but... Together but apart, I think, or apart but together. Living together that without the, with some separation sometimes, because they need that. All kinds of different ways people figure it out to love each other.
3: The, the idea is that uh, people reach this period of uh, their life, um, when the kids are off to school and they were the focus of their lives for so many, many years, they were the common goal, the common ground, the basically the glue that held any relationship together. And in some cases we see it see it not I cannot say often, but many times we see how the relationship falls apart once that glue is gone, where uh, couples all of a sudden have nothing in common after the kids have gone. And there is either a separation, they're all waiting to get the kids off the colleges and then they can separate, or they open their nest to the possibilities. And we want to talk to those people that want to open themselves to the possibilities. We're not talking about the other alternative. We want to talk about sexuality. We want to talk about alternative lifestyle. We want to talk about new ventures that uh, people can start together. We want to talk about uh, the freedom to give each other to travel or to uh, be with friends that uh, they always wanted to. Everything that they wanted to do that they were uh, constrained by uh, their responsibilities and the obligation to the family exactly. and the kids. Now they can explore and experience. I like you to know?
0: call it Act Three. Like yeah, this is three. a time of our lives that we can actually reclaim, and it's it's very exciting for for you know for Amir and I for the people in our lives that that we see having that kind of staying vital and the only way to stay to gate to actually grow older and and mature and 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 continue i think to stay alive in our skin in our bones in our soul in our body our mind to just feel a sense of not just purpose to achieve something so Amir and I are really different in this area. I'm much more about the process and the feeling of what we're doing each day. Obviously, that's the whole mindfulness piece. And we have to, you know, have a plan of sorts, whether uh, and and Amir's um, more result oriented. But the, this country is and there our bu- else? and I'm sorry, that's what it's our, this is always <laughs> our issue. So this this world is so achievement oriented and we we lose our sense of self and soul when we don't know how to slow down. And so, for example, COVID has given me a chance to bring my extrovert in and really enjoy my time with the woods in my backyard. And I, and I just feel like we, we want to go forward in a way to um, live a life that, that creates more vitality and openness and continually reaching and then bringing the back to our relationship because the quality of our lives and our relation, quality of our relationships determines the quality of our lives. As my favorite mentor in the field says, Esther Perel, mm-hmm. really, it is the quality of that. So we know that we're not going to be happier by being more and more and more successful. We're going to be happy. We're going to feel happier in our when we connect more deeply. And so that's what we we want people to be open to excitement but also, if they can, to finding that connection back.
3: Uh, Polyamorous in various ages has a different meaning and different, um, I guess, texture to it. And I'm sure that uh, to the younger generation, the 30s to 40s, it's one thing while they're grazing a family and having those challenges. And then there is the polyamorous of Act Three, as uh, Tessa was talking about it that raises also its own challenges and its own um, uh, i guess uh, uh, questions. questions just yes. continual questions so we are addressing those in our podcast all of those. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah i'm
1: excited for it
2: yeah i love that and i love that it's it's not just about the rela- it's not just about polyamory and open relationships no. and non monogamy it's it's about everything that happens when yeah. when your life opens back up after having cool. having the, the kids leave. And I think, too, I just I wanted to just touch on that. I think, like, the way that you two use, I don't know, use, but have have embraced polyamory as a way to en- enhance the differences that each of you have. Like, and it's come up a few times, right, where, Amir, you're very results-oriented and, Tessa, you're very much, let's enjoy the journey. And that you two have been able to work that, into the, this openness and embrace your differences and and that's i don't know i think that's amazing because a lot of people they i think they would struggle and we, that, that we've seen people that you know well, and
1: i think we honestly can personally relate to that dynamic too
3: for sure
2: for sure yeah <laughs> well, you
3: see here is the way i see it she can go and enjoy the journey because there's somebody taking care of the results <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. and,
3: and she's going to hit you with one of those drums and-, right. and, and, then, and then but the flip side of it is also is because there's somebody that knows how to enjoy the journey i can enjoy the journey too yeah so it's not just one-sided yeah uh, so if you if you can relate to those dynamics um, then, then.
0: And look, that sounds a little, you know. And, and I, I completely own up to that. I completely own up to that. When I don't think it's just my generation. I think I've taken on allowing for some level of male leadership, you know, in our relationship. In that way, um, I do want to say to my defense that. I am happy with anything, so I'm. I'm. Ha- I mean, I. You can. I could have been in a small place and just be an educator and be a hippie in, a, in the in the field and probably been happy with that. So we all have. I, I don't know. We all have our journeys, and we have figured ours out. But it's like we said, it's. Never it's perfect.
3: And it's yeah. and we have arguments.
0: It's messy, but we realize again: what are we coming back to? What are we giving each other? What are our common values? How do we how do we continue to to, to love each other with intention and choose each other again? And that's the that's the the conscious choice that we make in doing so. Right. So that's why we've been lucky and blessed to be on a journey that gives us that opportunity to you know check in and and, yeah. and and help us continue and stay healthy yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly and I think that's honestly a perfect place yeah. to end as well because I, I love that like it's it it's is, a really good summary yeah it's yeah. a journey and it's there's we're constantly growing and experiencing new things and thank you so much for sharing and
2: and for the work that you're exactly. about to embark upon the work so that we're, that we're really excited for that as well maybe you can talk us <laughs> out of it <laughs> No, no, we'll we'll let. Hey, we'll let you learn on your own and learn from your mistakes. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, again, as Emma said, thank you so much uh, for sharing, for coming on, and for the work. And we will uh, hopefully send a bunch of people your way to learn about how to embrace so much. yeah, Yeah, to embrace everything. And to enjoy the journey. That's something I need to learn is how to enjoy the journey. (laughs) So thank you and have a wonderful evening. Thank
1: you so much. Thank
0: you. Good night, guys. Thank you.
1: And we're back. Thank you so much to Tessa and Mir for reaching out and coming on our show. We love sharing your story and we're super excited for your podcast. It is coming out in the end of January um, and we're super excited to promote it. So if you want to find out. Find out more, go to our website, normalizingnominogamy.com, and click on the show notes for the podcast episode. And you can find links to their episode or their podcast. Yeah. And a huge shout out again. Thank you so much for reaching out.
2: Yeah. In the intro, oh, thank you. Because I got a little ahead of myself. Yeah. In the intro, we, we told you we're going to talk a little more about Patreon. We're going to do that really quick here in case uh, you wanted to know about it and you don't. So it is, be- <laughs> that's why you would tell somebody something. <laughs> Went in a circle there. No, <laughs> you did. It I did. brought it right just back keep around. Just keep
1: going. Just keep going.
2: <laughs> so, so it is basically a community that we've put together that we are super, super excited and proud about. Um, we have about 104 members, and each month uh, people join a QA and a discussion group uh, or a QA and a discussion call. We do them on the East Coast and West Coast time zones. Uh, and those are really, they're not really a Q&A. It's really just a time for people to come together, bounce ideas, talk about what's going on in their lives. I don't know. They're a highlight They're, awesome. of, they're a highlight of our month every month. And so we, we love doing them and, and they're really been growing. The other things we do, I'm running out of energy. Emma, why don't you take over? Okay.
1: We also have a MeWe chat group for our members and we also have men's and women's groups. So we know that this is not the best terminology to use, but for lack of better words I guess we are using men's and women's and if we're looking for people to uh, start a non-binary group as well. But the men's and women's groups are open to anyone who identifies as either of those groups and would be comfortable joining. We have upcoming calls this month. We have two, we have monthly calls, and we also have a discussion uh, chat group for each of those groups of people.
2: Yeah, and the other really cool benefit is the we have a MeWe chat group that everybody is in, or all of the $5 and up patrons. And that is basically one of the coolest places to hang out. It is. <laughs> I sound like a dork. <laughs> I don't know. There's always
1: amazing conversation going on.
2: Conversation about everything and anything. And so it's it's a great community. We'll stop bragging about it and stop bothering you with this information. But we would love it if you would check it out.
1: Go to our Uh, website, normalizing and and click on the Patreon button. I interrupted you. you I was just
2: gonna say we we talk about it a lot because it has been the the highlight of 2020 for us and it has and we are just thrilled with it. So sorry to sorry, we're just like bragging about our kid. I know know, and then he was on the honor roll
1: <laughs> you're gonna want to go check it out that's the whole point
2: all right uh last thing was oh the other thing you get is advanced access to the power of witness
1: yes that's true
2: i know it is that's why i said it I <laughs> and feel
1: like, i you feel also, like i'm in an
2: episode of whose line is it anyway you
1: also get discounts on the meet and greet
2: <laughs> you do which is coming up on january 16th all right next week we have another episode
1: Yes, our next episode is with Jeff, and we're excited about this episode as well, all, like, all of our episodes. Yeah, the
2: last one we weren't.
1: <laughs> but, but he's actually directed a movie called Romantic Chorus, and we're super excited to promote his movie and get his story out there.
2: Yeah, it's sort of an animated documentary kind mm-hmm. of deal. Um, mm-hmm. We've had a couple of previous guests on the show who were featured in the film. So it's been a, it's been a really cool project and we're excited to see it get out there.
1: Yeah, both Imani and Jade and links to their episodes are in the show notes.
2: Yep. So with that, we will maybe let you have a great uh-oh you're gonna interrupt me i am I don't forget
1: it. go to our website normalizing com. we've said it a million times but there you can look at the show notes you can look at patreon you can look at the meet and greet and you can contact us oh
2: contact us that sounds like a great idea
1: <laughs> we'd love to hear from you you can leave us a voicemail or send us an email
2: i went into like full whose line is it anyway? you did
1: you did and i just kept rolling
2: yeah no we're doing it that's <laughs> okay. the best way that's how you do improv that's all yeah all right. Well, with we that. Shouldn't,
1: we shouldn't be a stand-up comedian together. Well. <laughs> together?
2: Together, no. No.
1: Okay. Bye, You're everyone. you like my
2: hot assistant.
1: <laughs> You're a little full of yourself.
2: I was complimenting you.
1: <laughs> You'd be the. Well, that's true. I don't think I could do improv. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, have a wonderful Wednesday, and we'll see you next week.
1: Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.